Welcome to the Undefined Podcast. I'm Jared Palmer. And I'm Ken Wheeler. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Joel Hooks. What's up, dog? What's going on, guys? How's it going? Oh, you know, just chilling. Joel is the co-founder of Egghead. And yeah, Egghead.io. Egghead.io. Yeah, get to that can, URL. Can, can, can you tell the folks at home a little bit about what Egghead does? Uh, so generally speaking, and the way I look at it is we're a platform to help like content creators, subject matter experts, people that are really good at their job uh, developing web applications, uh, a platform to, to teach upon and, and to make money from, from their educational materials. And then uh, that means that we also service uh, the people that are learning. So we have the other, other side of the client coin is the people that are actually consuming that content and learning and uh, uh, pay for a membership to the site. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, my joke is that we're a, a video blog with a paywall, uh, but it really yeah. kind of get, gets more deep than that, um, just in general. How did you get from zero to egghead? Like, how did the idea come up? So, so I started programming computers. Um, I, I, switch, I had to switch careers, right? I was doing 3D animation and I wanted to, like, I want to do more. And I'd have these software ideas and be like, hey, man, I got this, I got this idea for this, this software we can build. And, and like, if you ask a programmer that and you come at them with ideas, like, I think as, as you, you know, if you, you have been a programmer for a while, somebody's approached you with, with some sort of idea that they want to build, whether it's a family member, it's a reunion or whatever. Um, and what I learned was that, that nobody's going to build my stupid ideas. Um, so I had to learn how to program computers so I could do that. So really my intention for learning this, like getting into this, this career in general was to, to build something, to, to start something, to like have some sort of business um, and like apply it to entrepreneurship. So I did a consulting for a little while. Um, I, I like to read and I, I like to, to, to take classes and learn and kind of uh, push myself. So I, I've done that since the beginning. Um, and I came across this this program called 30 by 500 that was developed by Amy Hoy and Alex Hillman. And I did it for like three years in a row. They let you retake it over and over again back then. And I kept taking the class over and over again because I couldn't figure it out. I had some dumb idea. I came in there knowing what I wanted to build. Um, and And Amy's like, like leave your ideas at the door. And she says that, and they still say that it's like, don't come in here with an idea because that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about finding a solution, building an audience, doing that kind of thing. Um, so finally, after three years, I kind of had the, like it, it occurred to me, well, maybe I should stop and listen to Amy. Um, and when I did that, like what I was seeing at the time was there's this big transition from flash and flex into JavaScript and angular was just blowing up. Like it was just released. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I can, I need to, you know, stop focusing on an audience that I don't understand. And I'm a developer now, and that's the audience I should focus on. And um, at the time, John was, uh, John Linquist, uh, who's my co-founder, was uh, making these really amazing Angular videos. And I was like, man, I think I could package those and, and sell them. And he didn't believe me. He's like, oh, I think YouTube's going to let me monetize soon. Um, I, you know, I might just go that route. And I'm a, I'm a persistent sort, like I'll, I'll stick with it, right? Like I'm gonna be like, right. hey, I still want to do this. I still want to you know, I still think we have something. And finally, I'm like, look, you have 50 videos. Let me take those 50 videos. And I'm just going to zip them up and I'm going to sell them to people. Like all the people that have donated money to you because he had his hand out. Like he was asking. Right, right, right. Which, you know, is not really viable as a business model. Yeah, it's fine. Like uh, I think, you know, I, I really don't like donation like that model. Like I would rather, you know, I don't want to feel like you're giving me something. I want to feel like I'm providing value and exchanging it. Um, and, you know, I was like, John, just, just let me try it. So he's like, all right, all right. You know, maybe just to shut me up. I don't know. Um, so I took the, the 50 videos that were on YouTube, put them in a zip file and charged 50 bucks for them, sent the email out to my list and his email list. And over the course of, of the week long weekend where I was selling that, we made you know thousands of dollars, like enough money to like run a website for a couple of years for sure. Fucking A. Like, 
Yeah. You know, and and it was like proof of concept, right? Like every single video that we're selling was like a click away for free. Uh, But people were willing to one support John because he'd really provided a lot of value, you know, through these videos. So like part of that is like, yeah, I'll kick you 50 bucks because, you know, you provided us with value. And then part of that is just, Hey, I want those videos. And now I I own them. Right. Like you, you get that, that sense uh, too, which is, is pretty cool. Um, and then immediately I was like, so we're on then. And he said, yeah. So we started, like I went, <laughs> did a rails tutorial uh, for building a subscription site. Like it was my, this is, again, it's still my first and only rails app I've ever built. Um, now I'm, I guess I'm a rails developer after six years. Um, but you know, I followed a tutorial, uh, followed a couple other tutorials, added the, the gems in there and started selling subscriptions uh, a few weeks after that. And then it just kind of, kind of grew from there. That's awesome. And now, Tell us some stats about Egghead that will like blow people's minds. Uh, we we run in the so we, we have about sixteen thousand active active uh, subscribing members, um, which you know and and I'd have to look at that. That's about how it breaks down. Uh, you know we we make uh, enough money. We've been able to both quit our jobs and and be consultants. We've we built the team. We have about a dozen people that, that work on Egghead full time. Uh, we rotate in in consultants every now and then to help us. Um, we, uh, have paid, I think almost $4 million in royalties out to, uh, our instructors. So that's a big, big part of what we do is, is, um, providing this service where, you know, you can get paid for what you know, cause I think that's, that's really important. And, um, like the nature of work gets to change once you start, you know, like if your mortgage is covered, like I think the calculus on, on like what job you take or, or what opportunities present yeah. themselves is totally different. Totally. Once you cover, you know, your base expenses, life can shift. Yeah. And even if, you know, you're thinking, well, I got this now amount covered and I know that I could, you know, I can do this and, and increase that revenue. Um, you know, I, you can take a job that, that maybe pays less, but is more rewarding to you or, or fulfilling uh, up to, you know, the point of, of needing, you can do this full time. So there's folks that are able to take this idea of teaching. Kent C. Dodds is kind of my, um, him and John Linquist are kind of the two, the two folks that I've worked with the longest that have had the most motivation and probably seen like the most you know, like financial benefit from the overall process. Is Kent the, the hottest shit in the game? Yeah, he is. Like he's, uh, like he's, he's a workhorse. Like if you, what's funny about him is if you ask him a question about anything kind of in his sphere of knowledge, he's already written an article and he'll shoot you an article back. It's I've like, noticed that this dude just short links everything. It's like, yeah, like he's already written the like self encyclopedia. It's and it's amazing. And, and it, that's, that's approachable too. Literally anybody can do that. And I'm always like, Hey, we'll, we'll start your blog and start writing stuff. Cause that didn't happen with Kent over, you know, we've worked together for five years now. And you know, when he first started doing that, he didn't have that encyclopedia of knowledge that he could share. But now over time, like he's, he's really, you know, put in the, the, the work and he has the ethic where he's going to keep doing that and keep doing that. And, you know, he's seen it rewarding over, over, over the process, but like, you know, building that over time is good for anybody. And it's good not only if you want to like break out and, and, you know, if you wanted a career in teaching or whatever, but if you just want to like have a job and, and work and, and, you know, like get, get one of those, uh, a good developer job, like, like you're able to prove it. Nobody has to ask your resume becomes kind of not, not a self-evident. Not a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, 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 they, you type it in Google or you go to the website and now I can see, you know, you have written an encyclopedia. You're an uh, authority on the matter. You're exactly. Matter, yeah. You know, you have that Wikipedia article, you have thousands of Google results. When people Google your name, they see the thing on the right and they're like, oh, wow, this is person is obviously knows at least what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. And then when it comes time to, you know, hey, I want to like I want to share that knowledge. I'm going to ask. Right. Like Kent has all that stuff for free. It's just amazing. Like you go to the YouTube or, or you go and you, you look at all the stuff that these folks are giving away for free. And it's immense. Right. It's this immense amount of knowledge. But then you say, well, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something special. I'm going to do something premium. 
and will you pay me for it? And, and because of, you know, you're supporting it with this free and, you, you know, because he really and we really want to give away the knowledge as much as possible, like be aggressively free um, and get it out there to as many folks as possible. But at the same time, you know, we all, we all want to eat and, and, and that sort of thing. So like, you know, now we can make something premium and offer it and, and uh, people. Because you have that trust, you have that audience, you have that, yeah. that list. You've already given yeah. away so much that they're like, fuck it, we'll throw them money. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, it's like, and that gets down to things like reciprocity and, and, you know, there's all sorts of, of, uh, like I'm like marketing is my big thing, like marketing and psychology and like how people think and, uh, getting people to do stuff and, and that stuff, um, is interesting. And then can, you know, like people use it, I think in like the bad apples that exist kind of, kind of spoil that, but then you can, at the same time, you're, you're trying to prove it. And then if you actually deliver, if you're delivering that value, then, yeah. then that's what people are working for. Cause that trust, you know, that's built over time and then uh, can deteriorate it's, pretty quick. It can deteriorate too. And also after you get to a certain point, if people get past whatever that point is, they can then spot fakes or imposters. Right. And those exist. Like, let's be real. Uh, oh no, they're all over the place. And, and you know, it's people, one, they'll, they'll like imitate or, or just come in and, and it's like people fall for the, and I, I see it most evident lately in like the, the Shopify store space, right? Like oh, the it's drop- horrible. The theme, you know, you'll get, space, right? The, yeah, like, and you'll get people like kick back on their Lambo or, and they're renting them. Um, they don't actually have them. And they're presenting this lifestyle on YouTube and saying, yeah, this is my Shopify store. It's really made this money. You know, buy my course and you'll learn how to do that. Um, and that's like, that's definitely murky waters. Like I've, I've um, you know, I, I like to witness it. I like to study it, but that's not the kind of, approach that, that I would ever want to participate in. Do you have a lot of problems with like, uh, like piracy and plagiarism? I know there's a lot of shenanigans out there on like Udemy or whatever the fuck it is. So Udemy, um, I think Udemy's improved quite a bit. Um, I don't know internally, there was a real problem where they were publishing just whatever and you could pirate on there. Um, personally, I don't give a shit, right? Like there's a, there's a, uh, some site in, in Russia that, that sells all of our content, all of West boss's content, all the front end masters content, like basically, everything and they sell it's a membership site right like uh, directly targeted to to folks in russia and i'm like this is obviously stolen the, the where i have a problem where i like i will step up is um you know i would if udemy and we haven't had a problem with udemy uh, but we've had it you know like youtube like people just download all of our videos and then upload them into playlists that like, happens yeah like all the time i have a script that Holy i had to write shit. to like i wrote a script using their api to because you have to send this whole like a table based form to, to Google to do it, uh, in, in bulk. Um, but that, that is where I have a problem because it appears to be free. Um, it, they'll even do free stuff. Like it's like our free courses are all like transferred to YouTube. And I'm like, it just doesn't work. Like that has the appearance. Like if, as a user, if I stumble on that, I don't know that I'm stealing. Right. Like that's the idea where the Russian side, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Stealing. Right. <laughs> like, you know, and, it, and it's fine. And we don't, you know, we don't have purchase power parity. Uh, we don't have like an affordable option for people in countries uh, like Russia or India where they can't afford it. So I'm really like, I'm cognizant of that. And our, our primary market is is definitely stateside folks that can afford it, you know, folks that that, that are, are paying the fee. And that's something we work on. But have you thought um, at the end of the like, day, like, I don't want to stop, like, spend our time fighting. Um, yeah. Have you thought about like tiered regional pricing? Oh, uh, yeah, we do it. So like testing JavaScript, um, which we we launched with Kent does that that like so it's automatic um it's just so i mentioned uh, this is my first rails app and that we've been building it for six years um so we live with a lot of my like week two decisions uh which is you, you know it's they call normal. it technical debt or whatever like it's legacy code yeah it's, it's 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 there and it's something we think about um but we you know just weren't sophisticated and even 
like approaching the problems before even now would it, it was like well we just we're gonna wait until we need it and now I want to like that's one of our one of my like technical goals is to get to where we're able to do that like across the board with our regular membership and with with the other stuff that we're offering because I think it's important uh, like everybody deserves access to knowledge um, I found that people when you pay for it when you have a little skin in the game um, you're more apt to use it. Um, <laughs> It's still hard. Yeah. It's like a gym membership, right? Like you buy, I, I've bought so many courses where, you know, like five years in, I'm like, oh man, I should really look at that you know, $500 course I bought. Um, you know, I call gym membership the fat pack. <laughs> yeah. So uh, funny, funny thing about that kid, right? And this is just something I noticed that, uh, you know, is, is kind of unique to you is that uh, a lot of courses and shit, you'll see like people who are trying to get into the game or like juniors going to, but like with Egghead, I actually see a lot of seniors that go to Egghead to brush up on some new fucking hot thing that, you know, they weren't aware of and they want to get a jump start on. What do you, what do you attribute that to? Is it just I mean, a level of trust? We, yeah. we don't have anything that's beginner friendly. So that that's like, we are very focused on, there's so Specific. many sites. Well, there's so many sites out there. there there's and podcasts you know, like, <laughs> where people can go and like learn, like it's like, like boot camps, learn Python the hard way, and you know, yeah, learn to code. Well, that's a great book, actually. Uh, I love what I know, did. but I meant just like the typing of the like typing variables into a into a REPL, right? And yeah. all of those kind that kind of learning is out there. And we're going to do something in that space, but there's like if you go to Egghead, like there's you know, it's like there's some like learn promises in depth and and kind of core stuff, but there's no one. There's no path. Um, literally, there's no path there. You will not find a single like learning path on our entire site. And and honestly, like I feel a little bit bad about that. Like there should be. Um, I'm always like, well, this. In, I try to use could instead of should a lot these days, because like I feel like we could very well like make some sort of path. But then I just don't. And what we do is we we talk to working developers um, that that are you know kind of established, and like our our what we ask for is for useful things, things that they are actually using, things that they, like I have a, like a pretty severe no shilling policy. And we have, you know, there's plenty of DevRels um, that are out there that are making egghead videos. And I think that's great, but I'm like, we're, we're, this is, you know, we're going to have to show like the concepts. We're not like pitching your product, even if your product can, your product can appear because they need to do that. And we need to approve of the product too, because we're not going to do that for just everybody. Right. I think it's total it sense. Has to be some that's I like egghead because just like you said, I want to learn something new. Like if I want to learn, if I, like when I went to go learn Vue the other day, or I guess like mm -hmm. months ago now, not because like I'm not going to really use it. I just was like, I should know how this works, right? I, I skipped over the Angular phase. I just went right to React. So it was, it felt one day, it just came upon me. It was like, let's go figure out why, why we're into Vue. And it was great because it was, I already know JavaScript. Mm -hmm. So what's awesome about the Egghead style of video, which is show, don't tell, don't necessarily just like show it, stop explaining and show it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've probably a better way of phrasing that, but it was refreshing and direct and. I call them punch you in the face, technical deep dives. Yes. I like that. <laughs> it's very I like, like it's terminology. like fire. Well, you land on it and it's like, it just starts and there's no like, like this is why we're going to do this. And these are the five things that you should already know right now. And we're going to explain those five things real quick uh, while you wait in, uh, for me to finish talking. And also, uh, my name's Gary and I present videos. Are you ready? Um, there's like none of that. Uh, like there's none of that. There's none of that fluff. Like we just like literally chop it all out. And and like what my vision is like somebody like you would, would sit down and you want to learn view. You don't need a bunch of background. You just want to put that on two X 
and you're going to hear the vocabulary, see somebody build some stuff and in like 15 or 20 minutes have a good idea of is this, is this something I even need to look at more and know where to go next? Um, I want to expand on that, like in terms of like what we offer and, and like kind of soften it around the edges because I feel like, you know, like business wise, it would make a lot of sense to like also give people slower content. Um, things that they can absorb more and get more right. of that because people want to understand the context more. Um, and we want to like be able to, to be a, a, a broader solution for more folks. But at the same time, like there's like, I think, you, you know, experienced developers are kind of an underserved market. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, you, if you sign up to Egghead and you kind of see our, our flow of content, you're going to really get a, a good like finger on the pulse of oh yeah development and what's, what's occurring and what's hot and what's good right now and where the jobs are at. And that's like, if you look at our overall catalog, um, it's very skewed. Like I, I look at the statistics, right? Like of, of, you know, who's hiring, uh, what's hot. Um, and it's not that like we're a react training company. It's just that, you know, it tends to skew heavily towards react because that's what like the majority of people are JavaScript using. skewing towards, right? Like if you write JavaScript, there's a, it's the most popular framework and the most popular language. So yeah. you're probably so got a lot of courses about that. Skew. And, natural yeah. And it's like, like the percentages like kind of even out and they, they look a lot like if you do like a Google trends search, for instance, it'll, as they should. No, and, and it's just natural, right? Like we're right, not right. trying to manipulate it. It's like you, you can literally come to Egghead and, and uh, as an instructor and record whatever you want. Um, I, don't, I don't really care. Like, it, you know, you, people will be like, well, would you take, you know, content on Go or, or Rust? And I'm like, yeah, like, like, hell yeah. Like, that's awesome. I think those tools are amazing. I think you'll notice that, you know, like less people are going to watch them. But that's the deal. And, and it's, you know, it's like a field of dreams thing. You got to build it before they come to. Uh, that's, right. That's, I guess that's, that's I have, so I have a question for you though, about that. What did you say? Punch you in the face kind of video. What was it? What was the term punch? Yeah. It was somebody gave me that, like you should t- change your tagline to punch, yeah. punch you in the face, deep dive tech, uh, technical deep dives. Right. But you said, but you know, in, in your example, like you don't really introduce themselves. You don't really know it's Gary. You don't really know it's who it is. And do you find that that is on the one hand, that's awesome because it makes egghead lessons congruent across instructors in some ways. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, for the instructors, they don't get to build the, the myth, the story as in the same way they might be able to. Um, but maybe they can because I don't know. Like, you see, it's almost like the ESPN approach. Like ESPN really didn't invest in, the, in, like, in their talent in the respect that you don't really care who's, who's broadcasting SportsCenter, right? Just that you're watching SportsCenter, right? Right, right. So you're watching sports or you don't really care who's on ESPN or ESPN news, right? You just, it's sports news. They don't care about the broadcasters. But if you look at a model like a CNN or a Fox news, like they have anchors and you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think talk to name, me about that. Good. What are you going to say, Ken? I was going to say like the name has to help, right? Like, like for like Kent, right? Like Kent, like I know somebody, yeah. right? I'm, I'm not going to say, but I'm saying like, the, like I know like a, a, a quite hot shit developer who very recently, right? Just like, was like i'm gonna go watch kent's testing videos because right i have to do some testing and i know that this is this dude's shit right like there's a degree of of celebrity uh, trust right well because you know because you're familiar with their body of work you know what i mean it's yeah i I don't know a single person that doesn't trust kent like dan abramov's redux courses on egghead have continuously and this was before facebook that he recorded that we worked with him and recorded them um, and you know, like, like, and he's gone on to, to be Dan, right? Like, and, and over, over the time, like a lot of people have been introduced to us because of those and people like they want the definitive source. Um, and we really like work hard while we're not doing it on video. We try to surround the content with the instructor and really highlight the individual too, because, 
um, as I've discovered over the years, uh, if you do this enough, uh, money is a motivator, right? Like we're able to motivate folks um, by you're going to get paid and that's great. Like everybody, everybody needs to eat and uh, uh, buy clothes and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but then you get to like the self-actualization part of it where, you know, as a developer, I'm making, I'm making a comfortable living and what I really don't have is a lot of time um, or they want to like build a personal brand and that's what's really important for them. So we have to like balance this idea of we're, we're going to do, you know, these short videos, um, but we're going to like put you forward. Like you as the instructor are really who is important. And if you go to like testing JavaScript and look at that, like there's no mention, there's a mention in the fact because people get a little confused because the emails and stuff come from us. Um, right. And, like they'll see the word egghead and be like, wait, I'm already paying. And it's like, well, we're just really doing this. So, you know, it's like, we don't, we're not trying to take credit for that because it's all Kent. We're just like providing a platform to, to deliver this stuff on. And I've always felt that way. Like I would rather, you know, highlight the technology and the individuals that are teaching versus, you know, like, like egghead as a brand. And I'll, I'll tell people, you know, it's like, I've always, I've always kind of griped about like medium and would never tell you to go blog on medium. Um, I'll be like, get your own blog and, and do your stuff there. Um, so like I have to, like if I'm going to say that, like I also have to kind of think about my platform uh, and how, you know, w- would I recommend it to people? How do yeah, I medium build or buy like there are other, right? So, but you, I think we've talked about that you're thinking like Egghead as a service for creators, right? Like, well, that's what that is. I call it West Boss as a service because I was Boss talking to, service, right. I was talking to Sean Larkin. We're at, we're at uh, a conference and we're sitting around and he's like, yeah, but I really want to make that West Boss money um, or something, you know, to that nature. And I'm like, because uh, West does really well, right? Like West is, I think like yeah, if he, he works his ass off, he, he really does. Like he, and he does it all. And I was like, uh, I mean, people want that, right? They want to like achieve that and achieve that independence. And I think that's really the goal, right? More than like the, the financial thing of it. It's like, how do you, how do you build your empire? And then I was like, I um, mean, that like simple conversation where it was just off the cuff, right? Like I think right, it was right, right. with me and I was like, I, I took it seriously. It went like six months later. I'm like, wait, I can do this. I can do West Boss as a service. And that's really what we are. And like we actually, when you look at, look at Egghead, where uh, like the model that I have, the mental model I use is more like a record label where we, you know, like I do A&R, I'm out there, you know, like, like talking to talented folks and trying to bring them in and build our label and our label's reputation. But as a record label, it's also really important that your artists are, you know, held up in, in the highest esteem. And that's who really needs to have the popularity in the audience if you want the, you know, the label to succeed. So that, that has a lot yeah. to do. Yo, like, check this shit out. Have you ever thought about Egghead for uh, music production instruction? Yeah, we actually, uh, so. <laughs> you guys this, have Egghead for Egghead, right? Like you guys have Egghead for instructors. To, we do. It's meta. So there's a, there's a producer in uh, um, New York that, that I, I really love. His name's Steel Tip Dove, uh, Joe. Um, but he, and he works with, he does, he did an album with Billy Woods that I love last year. And he works with like, he gets all these cats in his, in his Brooklyn apartment where it's a, a studio. Um, and I talked to him and we, we've been looking at it and like, it's interesting to me because like music production itself is, uh, you know, it's programming, right? Like there's it's a lot quite of technical. And if you talk about synths or any of this stuff, like it's really like, it's, it's a very technical and very much a like object oriented programming uh, space with a lot of aesthetics thrown in. Um, so we've been working with him to like figure that out, kind of work with him and uh, like, like pushing the live events because we've been moving more into like doing um, like live practice sessions and, and the streaming stuff that I think is, is, is huge. And how does this all translate? And also like the idea that you can take these principles that we're doing, like building courses um, and apply them universally, I think like across like lots of topics and, and uh, things. And it usually gets down to, go ahead. is that the grand plan? Is it, is it to expand horizontally or is it to like into other, 
vertical. I was, I, was, I was saying today, like it's like an infinite game uh, for me versus a finite game. Like we're not going to win. There's no like grand. Oh, yeah. It's usually like what's what's going on next year. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's really, really interesting to me that you could take this and apply it to something like music production or apply it to uh, design or apply it to cooking. Um, yeah. <laughs> equestrian science. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't I know a guy <laughs> if, if for the horse, the horse course, the horse uh, course. <laughs> Ken, how did you, uh, how, how did, tell me about your learning because I know you worked at the agency and like, did you t- just tell you, talk a little bit of how you learned. I know you went from flash and then you got the JavaScript, but like me? talk about that for, yeah. Cause you're self-taught. Yeah. Um, but I want, I want to hear about like the, the dog days, your 10,000 hours. I learned by building. Uh, for the most part. So um, I never really did well with, uh, you know, that's the problem. Like there was a lot of saturation of like beginner tutorials on things, um, but no, nothing that really got to the meat of it. Um, so in order for me to like that, that's always the problem is people are like, what do I build? Right. They don't know what to mm-hmm. build. So they end up building like whatever, like the basic tutorial shows them. So you have like a million people who can write a fucking to do ass aggregator fucking thing. Right. Like you did the, and they're like, I have no idea where to begin on this or something like that. Right. So, um, what happened with me was, um, you know, I, I, I unfortunately and fortunately, I guess, um, became a, a lead at a company by people quitting. So the, the guys quit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens so, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the guys flipping the fuck out, and I was like, "Don't worry, I got this." Right. So like things that I didn't know how to do, I was just like, "I'm gonna figure it the fuck out because we have to deliver this." Right. Um. So in the course of building there, right? If you have if you have a problem, like, let me let me give a, a better example, right? Like, um, think about like Wasm. How much fucking Wasm have you done, Jared? Yeah, because because what are you going to do with Wasm? If I told you you build something with Wasm right now, what the fuck would you do? Video editor. Nothing. Yeah, so... Um, I don't have that problem. Like, maybe, right? like, literally, I don't have anything to build with it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you, like a lot of the time, right? You hand somebody a hammer and fucking, you know, you say, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? You know, but, all right, cool hammer, and you put it down, right? But, like, if you have to build a house, immediately you say, first fucking thing, I need a hammer, right? So, like, I wanted to build that auto-tune thing in the browser, Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, C plus plus and Wasm were two things that were required for that. Yeah, and then so you them. to get from point A to point B, right? I needed to get a slice of each of those, right? You know, I'm by no means a fucking Wasm expert or a C plus plus expert, but I needed to become uh, conversational in each in order to get from point A to point B. And I think that 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 actual building things and having needs for certain technologies, right? needing your hammer that's 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 a big part of learning agreed yeah and there's a a book called apprenticeship patterns that i love a lot and and they refer to that they have a chapter devoted to uh the idea of the breakable toy um it's this thing that you can use and it doesn't matter if it breaks because it's only yours it's nobody else's it's your toy so you can build this thing and i I think you know like a blog like i think that's a really good space for like somebody that's starting out like let's get this thing i can start talking about what i'm learning i need a space on the internet so you can you know use something like gatsby or, or nextjs or whatever and and everything's pretty easy to deploy these days and you can build this toy and it doesn't matter if your blog breaks um one while you're just starting out like literally you know several people might notice um but you can you know break it and build it and break it and build it um or find you know like a if you want to do like i love that like a vocoder in the 
in the cloud basically, right? Like how, how, do, how do I build that? I don't know. I want that thing though. And you can build it and if it breaks and if it's weird or if it's uh, hard to use, it doesn't really matter because it's yours and you can make it better and work on it and you own it. It's not like um, when you, you start working in this field and it's like, okay, we need some forms. Uh, we're going to need some lists. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you don't have a spec. Like, you control the parameters. Yeah, you're going to crud this up. Uh, you're going to take that form. You're going to make that shit fucking show on the list. And that's your job now. Now move that button over five pixels and, and uh, talk to me tomorrow. Like, you know, that's, that's cool. And you can get paid for that. But like, if you really want to learn and build, it's like kind of figure out an example. I love uh, West Boss's 100 Days of JavaScript. Um, is one of my favorite kind of places where I'll, I'll send people because he like takes all these fun examples. They're just kind of weird. Um, and they're not your typical to-do list um, if you, you need novelty. I think there's value in the to-do list personally. Um, just in terms of a learning tool because, well, of, yeah, 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 but yeah, but you, but you build a to-do list that many times and it's like, you do have that, that one dimensional problem versus like, if you're at work, I mean, you know, if you, if you're working in like e-commerce or something like that, a lot of the time the to-do list problem is applicable across that entire thing. But when you enter other, other domains, right, you have different kinds of problems. Like until my current role, I didn't really have to worry about performance that much. And, and now, now you're I, now crazy. I, now, now almost all I do is performance and optimization. Yeah, and I know people that are writing JavaScript that's using like proto buffers and, and accessing like GPUs to do like like machine learning calculations. And that's not a problem I've ever had. It's crazy. Like that shit is like blows my brain. And like that's the future though too. Like that's coming up, y'all. Like like that's like yeah. hot and heavy. NVIDIA is all about it. And, you know, I've never Honestly. had to run into that. But then how do you even get into that, right? Like unless you like... You got to have the problem. Yeah. It's interesting though, as you go from non-developer to developer and you're as your hobby becomes maybe an obsession or work or whatever, whatever you want to call it, it comes from this like fringe thing. Like that sounds fun to, I have this idea. And then it's like, I have this, this is now who I am. I don't know. I feel this way. You're, I always think that there's opportunity where your hobbies meet your expertise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, at the fringe between your domain hobbies and like for me, it's skiing and for Ken it's music and, Right. And, and it's where, or for other people, it's like golf or tennis or whatever you do, weightlifting, whatever it is, right. You want to apply your, 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 your hammer and you want to you use it. Programming there. can augment that. Correct. And it's awesome and, and really interesting. I just think it's interesting when, after you've done programming for so long, then it, it becomes your Yeah. Your pro- that, is, that was the thing that fucked me up, man. Because like, you have to like, like I was like, I'm a developer, right? And I have the capability to like really like talentedly solve all these problems, but all my problems are the problems of a developer. Right. <laughs> and so it's almost, I always get this, I know this is super weird, but I talk to friends who are tax lawyers and accountants and in finance. And I was like, I sometimes think to myself, like if I just went to your job for like two weeks, I would know how to, I would come up with so much shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like I have, I have a buddy who made like a shit ton of money making like a dental management system for. That's like, what I'm talking about. But like, I was like, where the fuck did you learn about dentist shit? <laughs> you know, like where would you even fucking like like it's always something like that. Like whenever you talk to somebody who's like you know they're like oh yeah I'm like 27 and retired I'm like what for and they're like oh you know we came up with this like fucking method to like wrap stones in a burlap sack and I'm like well where the fuck like <laughs> wh- at like what fucking thing in your life led to that like where did you get the idea of like what series of events led to you recognizing and solving this need? It always blows my fucking mind because it's always the niche shit like that, right? Like it's so not the exciting It's a wine thing. glass that's also a speaker. Duh. Like, right? making, like, like making music, right? Like 
fucking everyone wants to make music because it's exciting and fucking fun and cool right but like it's always the not cool shit like that where fucking people end up making like you know fucking two billion dollars because nobody gave a shit yeah, it's fucking you, crazy you end up a little yachty mm-hmm. no i feel that the uh look the one of our largest clients was in the least sexy like most profitable thing i've ever done was in the least sexy industry it was in the kitchen mm-hmm. bath, bath space I think it's also interesting when you start talking about like, you, you know, programming becomes your hobby because both of you are, are uh, serial open sourcers, right? Like to where you, you've taken that, like that need and then you, you've, you've made something uh, for developers, but then like in the open source space, space, like you just give it away, right? Like at yeah, that point. We're, we're, we're fucking nerds, man. <laughs> we were open source developers. I don't yeah. think we are. I don't know. I, I, I still, think, use, yes, I still use Formic. You better be supporting Formic. That's no, we awesome. are. No, I'm sa- no I guess, and, I guess and we I'm use the shit out of Urkel too because I don't fuck with Apollo. So like that's like. Do that's you really use at. Urkel? Yeah, man, we love it. Dude, that's yeah. exciting. Is we we're, we're sad. We we're sad. Uh, the the uh, split, but we still we still love Urkel. Yeah, that's dope. No, I, I just I guess I mean by that um, that I'm super pumped to make tools for people. I I don't know. I've had a weird week. <laughs> I think I think open source is interesting and and like it's a, it's a lever, uh, a lever to pull and like it's it's one of the absolute best ways in terms of like the way the way I understand like marketing in this space uh, to one develop the authority we we're talking about earlier and Correct. it's like you know you can write uh, you can write useful code like now now you have you know like if you want to talk about reciprocity and really providing value for people you've given a, a, this tool that you know. Uh, tens, hundreds, millions of, of people are are using, and and that you know, then, then they look at you as an expert, uh, and and remember this time that you, you helped them solve whatever real problem. Like Formic really solves a, a very deep and real problem. And when I found it, I was like, because I've been making forms for a long time. I think I talked about you know, like it's a form, and we we have forms and we have lists, right? Like every single application is a CRUD application, and it sucks, uh, but it doesn't anymore because because you know this library that that Jared created is wonderful and it makes it easy to use. And I think that's you know like. Um, and that comes later, right? Like, what do I do after blog posts? Uh, well, here's the thing. And like me personally, like I blew That's up in, in my development career writing documentation for open source. So I went to like a, an open source maintainer who doesn't really want to write documentation. And I'm like, hey, man, I can take all of like the public face and the documentation off of your shoulders and help you out in that way. So I was like, you know, how can I like be a service to you? The, the guy that is an inventor. I'm not an inventor. Uh, generally speaking, um, but I like to take ideas and help inventors like push them forward and, and figure out you know like how to how to get paid and profit off their invention documentation is so crucial like yeah there's it's probably important. dudes who have made shit that is as sick if not sicker than a lot of the shit me and jared have made but the, the documentation was dog shit and they didn't market it properly and it just never blew up like i found libraries like that where shit was like really good but just like you you really had to fight to use it well and yeah. then, you know they, and it's it's uh, i think uh one of the classic examples like D3 is like, like incredibly difficult and, and, you know, like, like historically just hard to use and, and understand. But when he wrote it, he wasn't, you know, he was writing it for himself because he was solving a problem from a very academic space. And then, then like everything around it like came that way. And over the time, the community has kind of contributed and, and, and it's improved and that's awesome. Have you like, looked at the source on that? I have. And that's what I mean. Like, it's the like, rowdy it's, fucking shit, man. Yeah. He, he's not, it's, it is not fucking around. Uh, um, at all. And I don't get it. Like I, I couldn't, I could never come up with that. I would never write that from scratch, but it's like, how can I help? How can I help make that better? If this is rough for people, this is a rough experience and I'm able to express it or write a tutorial or write my own blog post or, or push a PR that has documentation and clarifies something. Um, that's a way, like, especially when you're just getting this shit figured out that you can get in there and contribute. And, and, 
you know, that's, and, and people are always like, Oh, I don't know where to do. I, I need a mentor. I don't, I don't have any idea. And it's like, um, I think you can start simple, start small and, and really think about helping and educating like at a, at a kind of a micro level and then like build your way up over time and, and uh, you can really get into something. It's interesting. I think Ken and I both skipped the have our own blog markety, get the newsletter phase, Yeah, yeah. Which, which I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just how it happened. Could you imagine uh, my newsletter? Well, well, I, 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 I fucking like give me the the URL and and I, I, you you need them. I wish you both had them. And I, and I wish like if you think of the newsletter as as your own social network, like people can subscribe to you and you can talk to it. And um, I, yeah, Wait, White Claw Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. So I, I just I just think it's interesting that for those out there, you don't have to do it that way. If that if that can be liberating for some people who are not, mm-hmm. I think you should. Like I regret not having a massive like like subscriber list. But you don't have to do it that way, right? Um, I was didn't have time to do it. It was one of those things where I was working on client code. I just literally had no time of the day. It was no way, not a feasible thing. Working you know, twelve hour days. Yeah, I don't have time to write a blog post. Um, but I kind of wish I did because uh, I learned so much stuff. And now I'm at that point, which is a terrible thing that I'm about to say is that it do- the same kind of things that confused me before don't confuse me anymore. And now I'm at that terrible, terrible state where it's, no one's going to want to listen to that. But meanwhile, yeah, but they actually every, do like you actually, undervalue. I know, your fucking, I know, I know. That's what everybody says at every phase of the entire journey is that every, somebody's already written this. Everybody already knows that. Um, I think I in, like, yeah. I look at it, I, I've been looking at it a lot because I, I, for many years, like, you know, and I stopped blogging and I see people that just neglect them. And I look at what, what we were writing and these like in-depth technical blogs that take like you know 18 hours to put together and instead I'm just writing journals and I'm linking other people and and like talking about a short problem and I don't feel like I have to and every now and then you know like drop something that's a little bigger but like like can I can I small this down like if Twitter is what it is right if it's popular and it's this micro blogging platform then why can't I just be smaller and 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 inside of my own platform right like if I'm not posting videos to YouTube and I want to you know like own that like and or I'm saying don't post blogs on medium um, I can do kind of the same thing that, that you do on, on a platform like Twitter in my own space. Like I can express those thoughts. You don't get the, you know, it's not global. You maybe not get enough atten- as much attention. Uh, there's no followers and likes and retweets and all that, that kind of uh, gamification that they put around that stuff. Oh my gosh. All right. We have to do an <laughs> ad with you. because, you know, as, as, as popular as we are, we're trying to get paid here, right? So our sponsor for the week is called Track, Track JS. Uh, the pitch there is JavaScript sucks, uh, even the shit that you write. <laughs> and you need to know when stuff's crashing in production. So TrackJS error monitoring for JavaScript quickly integrates with your front end or node application, regardless of framework, React, Angular, Vue, whatever your cup of tea is, maybe your own thing. So you know when a bug gets out and basically it installs the minutes, you get context about what the user network application were doing right before the error. Basically, the airplane airplanes black box into your UI so you can find, recreate, and fix problems fast. TrackJS is an engineer-owned cloud service that will make your JavaScript better and cooler and your website more reliable. So try it free at trackjs.com slash undefined.fm or undefined.fm slash trackjs. I don't care. Pick one. That's undefined.fm slash trackjs. Do it. Check it out if you're supporting Ken and myself. And our buddy Joel. And our it. quest to purchase white claws. 
And our quest to purchase white claws. Also, just I might just throw it out there. We people somebody bought the bling neck necklace. I mentioned this on the last episode. Is there one or two of those? Two purchases of the Ken Wheeler Kenny Bling necklace. What a fucking timeless. And I will go get their names. <laughs> but while we go while we go do that, because we, we said yeah, shout out. Yeah, so that was the deal. So you guys talk about something else right now, but I'm just gonna just take two seconds speak, and speak of that Shopify store empire. Um, sounds like y'all could be cashing in uh, on some dropship merchandise. That's that's how we do it. Yeah, nice. So dropshipping is awesome. So the way it works is we found this thing called Printful, mm-hmm. um, and I just use my my design skills and 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 whatever. And and basically, there's no inventory. You set the prices. You it's basically custom ink. If you ever use custom ink, design a T-shirt for any event. And I use custom, custom ink and Printful. Yeah, and it's fire. Um, it's fire. Yeah, we're so, using a, a, a full service logistics company now where we're like, we want to make this thing. And then they, they stock it, store it, ship it and do the, the whole thing. And we'll literally make anything that we, we, our hearts could desire. All right. Well, we'll talk about that after the show. Cause I have some beer koozies that need to be made. Some. Yeah. That's reasonable beer. too. Like they, you know, like, uh, and some swords, maybe some crossbows. Cause I think people would buy crossbows from and fireworks and are there crossbows? You know, no, there are no flamethrowers. So. That's what I'm saying. All right, that's so we got two two shout outs uh, for the necklace purchasers. We got Anthony Mataz. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Anthony Mataz, you're the first, and so you're a boss. And the second necklace purchaser, Adam Sherson. Boss. Also, boss. So there we go. Purchasers of the boss. If you wear them at a conference or if you wear it in person, you will also get, I don't know what happens, but if you're going to like any of the conferences that we're going to. If you if you're wearing it and I see you, you you name your price. <laughs> you want beers all night long. All night long, just yeah. yeah pretty much. The front, the front row beers, Ken, have you been drinking on this episode? Because I have. Yeah, yeah. What, what are you drinking? Do a little check. Drinking a nice rosé. We're, we're doing all things out of order, but I love it. Um, yeah, it's rosé. It's a uh, Whispering Angel, classic, basic. Cool. My, my uh, wife loves that. Yeah, it's still mid afternoon here for me, and I'm on the diet Pepsi. Goosen. Nice. You're in Oregon, Rachel? Yeah, oh. Vancouver, Washington, technically. Washington. I say Vancouver, not the good one. Uh, we're just north of, of Portland. The Might U.S. Well plagiarized the name Vancouver and just made another fun. No, we got Fort Vancouver. It was a dude. like He, he was a, some sort of military guy. Outrageous. And he was wow. just stamping his name all across the Pacific Northwest. Unbelievable. Fucking yeah. legend. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about that dude, but... There he is. So Joel, I gotta ask you're like you you sent me tons of stuff over the weekend, by the way. I I, I asked for the Joel reading list. Cause Oh yeah, was, you asked I, me if I had any 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 books that you, you could read. Dude, I am on a fucking Joel vision quest right now. I've read like three hundred, maybe four hundred pages of, of, of Joel certified books. And it used to be annoying I, book guy was my Twitter bio. Um I, I enjoy like if you talk about your, your hobbies, that would be mine actually. Like I like reading and learning things is, is kind of what I like how I like to spend my free time. Cause I think it's, you know, life is short and there's, there's all sorts of interesting stuff to learn. Uh, but then it's also, uh, I also like, I don't, I mean, you, you can read my blog or my Twitter and I'll talk about books, but then also like, it's like a, a vampire thing. Like I don't give people advice generally speaking, unless they ask. And once you ask, you've let me in the door and like you've invited me in and then and you're you know, fucked. Yeah. Then you'll have to explicitly say stop. Otherwise here it's what I wish was I wish I had a teacher that was like you when I was younger, because me being ADHD too smart for my own good, 
I was never put in, a book was never given to me that I actually enjoyed reading yeah. until I think it was like the Tony Hawk biography. I was like, that's the first book I want to read about yeah. Tony Hawk. I like Tony Hawk skateboarding, whatever. Hmm. And I didn't read a lot of, I, I was not great at it, but um, it's not that I wasn't bad at reading. I read way above my grade level. I just fucking hated it. Right. Yeah. And I would be that kid that would not do his homework because it was more interesting to go to class and not know what's going on and kind of like fake it and bullshit it oh, than yeah, to like actually do the reading. And then it's like really fucking boring because you have, yeah. you know, fucking John over here who is just an idiot. And I just couldn't contain myself. But anyways, you're on a fucking other grind. And I appreciate your grind because you are onto some shit, man. And I love it. And yeah. it's, it's been like the Neo in the Matrix. Like, oh, he's plugged in. He's like, oh, I know Kung Fu. And that's literally how the last... Probably a couple days have been for me, and I love it. Goddamn, can you motherfucker go, send this list to me, dude? I don't go. I, on I tell people like it's the. Some, I have my so if you come to my house, like it's just like there's books everywhere. And I was I was talking to this cat that's at my house, and they're they're visiting, and he's a younger dude, and like try to figure it out, and and he's like, "Do all these books help you?" Um, and I was like, <laughs> "Man, <laughs> I was like, I got to tell you a story." And and it, at the end of the day, it's like, this is the superpower, right? Like this, like it, it is such a competitive advantage because nobody is interested in it. And I agree with you, Jared, like the, the books, and it, it took me a long time because we homeschool our kids. And like the, the first one, uh, it was like, you know, you're going to read last of the Mohicans and you're going to read this book and you're going to finish this book no matter what. That's boring as shit, right? Like, and now with the, the younger ones, oh, I'm that. like, what are you interested in? What would you like to read? And the no, only thing that matters is that you read a book. Like you so just need to enjoy it and then you'll, you'll, reap the benefits later. So. Dude, I don't even know what other planetary astral trillionaire I would be if somebody had just said that to me. Yeah, yeah. That I respected. Yeah. Last of the Mohicans kids is sitting like five feet away from me. had me reading Chaucer and Beowulf. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah, like, I'm, and you know, like I, now I would probably enjoy that. That's the thing. Like I could go back and I could read, you know, Let like I could read there, Voltaire though. now and, and like that would be cool. Yeah. But when, I was, when I was 15, I didn't give a shit. Like I, I wanted to do cake stands and take bong rips and that was it. Like, and, and you know, there's probably books that are very compatible with that lifestyle choice. Uh, yeah. But they Tucker pretty, Max, right? right? Like, you know, like Tucker Max, another book that I read cause I thought it was awesome. Right. Like ridiculously, mis what, whatever you want to call it, Tucker Max. I sat down and I read this book and it was 200 pages. I think pages that's long. problematic, Jaren. I think so too. <laughs> but my point is, is that I, I guess my, my, my larger point was I associated reading with pain, sadness, and this sucks instead of no, sure. I can discover new knowledge and teach myself things. And that's I, not just reading, that's education, right? Like across the board. Correct. One teacher, one teacher ever that did that, right? And what he did is he recognized that, you know, I could do it, but like that, you know, I really didn't give a shit. So he would, he knew that I was an asshole. So he would tailor the shit. One, I never, I'll never forget. He sits me down with Hamlet. Right. And he's like, he's a like, Ken. He's like, he's like, reads the line. I'm like, yeah. So, and he's like, read between the lines. He's talking about ass fucking. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, that's crazy. Right? Like there should be more guys like that, dude. I later bought a car from that guy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I imagine with that, like as your teacher ethos, it's, it's going to eventually lead to selling used cars. I just yeah. meet so many friends that Sadly, are guess, so maybe. fucked up by the American education system that are so anxious. They're afraid. They're like afraid to learn or teach themselves shit. I don't know well, if that makes sense. Well, there's a lot it's of like anti-intellectualism out there as well. Which doesn't it's, a, it's a weird feedback loop where right? you, like the grading and like you have to, and this is, you know, like some, like, and I see a lot of this and like, I'm a big fan of mentors in, in general, 
But I also take like a mentor. I can read somebody's book and that person is mentoring me. They're not like talking to me like directly and I have to read between the lines and, and understand and apply that to my context. Sure. But what people are looking for is a teacher. And more than that, what they're looking for is somebody to tell them what to do uh, and hold them accountable because as a, as a kind of a society, it's, it's become hard for us because of, you know, like the education system and just the way things are uh, to do that on our own. Like it's really hard to like separate and, and learn something new when nobody's demanding that you do it in this six week period and that chapter one is due next week. Nobody's telling you that the world is and your oyster. You Every book is out there. Amazon exists and, and literally Amazon, like you, you don't, you can't live enough lifetimes because you only get the one, but you, you know, you can't read them all. You can't learn everything. And there's so much good stuff out there. And you know, if you stop and you, you're not picking that up and you, I think you're really missing out and like wasting, you know, this kind of, we get what, you know, eight decades if we're lucky. And you want to like shake people and be like, you're so smart. You're so, you can do this. It's not magical. No, no. And, and you know, like you, nothing makes sense. Right. When you start like, like there's a, you know, it's like I, I tell people like statistically speaking, nobody knows HTML. Um, like, you know, it's like you have to start somewhere and you have to learn and you have to like grow and you have to build and it's all, you know, it, it stacks on top of each other. There's really no, uh, there's not a lot of shortcuts. So I think like reading and learning and, and uh, like picking stuff up that way is a pretty good, good way to, you know, make a, the smart cut, right? Like where you, you are, are taking somebody else's experience and applying it to your own context. I think it's just unbelievable that we have, there's so much knowledge out there and so many people that are good people that are hilarious and funny and great friends. And then when you say anything like self, like, like you talk about being an autodidact, you talk about learning on their own or do anything after work's over and they shut it down. Yeah, they do. Here's the joke. Uh, your, your friends with jobs don't want to hear about your fucking career. Um, <laughs> that is a well, that's, that's, that's a Chris that's rock joke. I think profound. I yeah. And, and you know, like it, it's true. Like, you know, it's like, and, and you're like, well, why don't you, you know, like, like they're still listening to sublime or whatever. That would be my, that's kind of dating myself, but like, you know, listening to the same music, haven't learned anything outside of high school, just trying to get by. And, and that, that's fine. You know, like they're, they're making, like the world is building a lifestyle for us. They, they, you know, we have Netflix. Now we got Disney plus. Now we got, you know, you can get up to Hulu. Um, you can sit around and you can like consume and just kind of like be invested emotionally in these characters on the TV. Um, and, and you know, like nothing. I'm, yeah. And I'm not judging anybody. I love to do that too. Like I'll sit around wasting, wasting, you know, my time a lot, but then but you're a vegetable and I want, but I, and I want to you cycle want to be a vegetable. That's okay though. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes I do, I, re, I really do. Like I just want to, I want to sit down, eat an edible and watch some nonsense on TV. And, and but then, that's great. But then sometimes you want to take an edible, but sometimes you want to take an Adderall and fucking rip shit up. Right. Like, and, and you get Adderall. Well, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, Point is, is that <laughs> the point is, is that Jared's high right now. I mean, <laughs> like I said, the point was, is that sometimes your default mode is just my default mode is consume, create, and do shit. Mm-hmm. And what is so sad to me is that when I talk to people that aren't. I don't know if this is weird. I, talk, I meet so many people and have friends that they know that their job is going to be gone in 10 years. They know it. Yeah. They're not doing anything about it. And it, that makes me sad. I, I learned it the hard way in, in technology with, with the flash flex thing when that stopped. Oh, same dude. Like right, so I was so doing, good, I was making real money. I had like these products. I was like, I was about to start writing info products for, for this and making money that way. And Adobe's like, it was, it was like, 
November 11th, 2011, Adobe's like, yeah, so this is no longer a viable solution for enterprise application development. And it was like every single contract and, you know, every hope of, of good money that, that I'd worked, you know, like for years to build up. And then I was like, well, and, and I'd put so many eggs in that basket. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, it was like deep dev depression, right? Like I didn't know what to do or where I was going to go. And, you know, like I was having to figure out if I wanted to backbone or, or angular or ember at the time and, and yeah when i started i had no idea there were so many frameworks i was in the framework like i think i signed up for this thing node school mm-hmm. and i'm sorry if you work for node school but it was ass like and i didn't learn anything i think i got close yeah. to like not knockout js maybe i maybe yeah. maybe it's not called node school i may have fucked, i may have just slammed like hate towards something that's not hateful but um it had a lot of videos, but they were the kind of videos that you don't make at Egghead, Egghead, where they have like the big intro and the person and the whole thing. I never, it never clicked. They got the collar shirt with the little logo on it. And the- All that shit. It didn't work for me. Um, the only thing that ever worked for me was building shit with live ammo, pl- like playing with live ammo. And I don't know. That's the only thing that mattered. Um, but it's super ridiculous that I, I hope it, it could happen to us, right? Like, I don't think it's going to happen to us. I mean, I, my hypothesis is that we're going to see developer salaries literally triple within the next decade. But that's- Yeah. And, and, you know, like they always say there's a shortage and, and what they really, they really want is, is problem solvers, right? Like people that can take this, this mode of expression and, and solve problems um, and, and do it in a way that, that doesn't have to be like constantly directed, right? Like I, you, you, that's, you know, it kind of falls down if somebody has to tell you literally everything that you have to do. Like you have to, you know, you have to like figure out how to think. And that, that's something that's really hard to teach people. Um, like, I'm, like we can teach people code all day long, but teaching people how to like solve problems and, and think about uh, solutions, that's, that's the that's the, that's the hardest thing, right? And that's what you don't really, people want, the, you know what else? It's sort of like people say, I want to learn how to code. And I was like, coding is the easy part, mm-hmm. right? It's the, when you, it's making trade-offs and how to make trade-offs, it's hard, right? That's what you- well, And so people like, you know, you'll finish their boot camp and they'll, they'll like, I, I know the, I've got some vocabulary, but now I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know how to like start a project and, and you know, start adding things to it. And, and that stuff, you know, like over time, like I feel really comfortable in that space. Like, like I can, I can start something and, and feel like, you know, for many years, I'm, I'm adequately set, set up to like, like work this job uh, and do it pretty well. But then- if you're not continuing to learn, if you're not expanding your mind and, and expanding it outside of, I think, uh, programming computers, we got to learn about other things like, like psychology and, and uh, philosophy and how the world works and, and that sort of thing, then you, you don't get the whole picture. And it's really, you know, that's what comes together to, to kind of create the holistic individual that, that succeeds long term. So, Joel, I have a question for you and Ken as you as well. I came to the game very late because I didn't start out as a kid or go to school really go to school for it. Never, so my goal when I was developing, become, becoming a developer was never an, an intentional thing past the point. It was like, I'm never going to be, or for me, I was really good at skiing. That's like my passion. Yeah. And I knew that, and I've been skiing since I've been two years old, since I could walk and like can do backflips and backflips with spins on skis. And I knew that there was another version of Jared Palmer, the skier for coding. And I was never going to be as good as that person was mm-hmm. at coding. And so my question for you, Joel, is I think what's interesting and why I think I, after the first five, I don't know, 10 minutes, our first conversation I knew was like, this guy's onto some shit was that I feel like you kind of knew that too. And so you focused though on the other aspects of the business and have constantly done the marketing, the sales, the positioning, the 
the rest of the game. And could you just talk about that as a decision or what was that a conscious decision? Cause like, or, or was that uh, like, I get, a, I get super bored. So I get bored really easy. Um, I, I can work on something. And if I work on the same thing for too long, it, it, it is uh, that's what it was. Okay. It, it kind of throws me into like a depressive funk. Like when I had to work a job when I was, you know, when I was an employee Okay. Um, and I would be six months in, I would be like, you know, this job is boring. It's what you talked about in class. Like it's that same feeling. Like I get really bored with it. And, and what this has allowed me to do, what like, like doing the egghead and, and spinning around these different kind of subject areas is allows me to like march and learn across the board. Cause I still love to deep dive into technical topics. Of course. Um, I love, I love marketing. I love language. I love, you know, copywriting. Um, I love, you know, like, like the whole aspect of it. I, I, lately it's been instructional design, which most of the books that, that Jared was talking about were kind of related to instructional design. Yeah. Um, and, and how do we like, how do we take this, this thing that we built and instead of growing it bigger, like we want to grow it better. And, and like, how do we get better at what we do? And it, it's like this limited subset of things that we can actually work on and we can fold them back in and, and build something that's truly great over time that we can live with um, and enjoy for, for years and years and years. Um, which, you know, like that's like, we're not a startup at all because we're not trying to grow big or, or that doesn't really matter. We're trying to, you know, like literally like we, we talk about it and what we want to do is grow better. Um, and I love that. Like, and it, and it makes me really happy. And then like tomorrow, if I want to, you know, if I want to study marketing, I can do that. If I want to, you know, get better at JavaScript, I can do that. If I want to research, uh, some new framework and just, you know, fuck off for a week doing, doing something, something that's weird true wealth, me. right? That's yeah, real wealth. That's wealth is in the sense of being able right. to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Whenever yeah you I have want. a little article about like my version of success and that's literally the tagline is like my version of success is being able to, to do whatever I want with my time. And that's like, that's the, you know, like when you want, like it's a, it's a huge immense privilege and I, and I, I take it very seriously. Like I'm able to do that. So I also, you know, like I, um, I want to be meaningful in my life uh, as well. And, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what, what that means to me too. So like I, I can go ahead. No, I was like, where do you think that comes from? Like, is that the way you were raised? Is that like your religion? Is that your, you intrinsically? I'm just saying, like, where do you think that comes from? Because I think it's, 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 some people feel that way and others don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've always, I've, I mean, I, I, I feel, you know, like, like we get this limited time and I, and I want to, like, I, I somebody phrased it like, like going for the, 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 like, like their contest with themselves was to see how many people they could get at their funeral over the course of their life. And I thought that was a, like an interesting way to frame it. Like you like to live a life where you want to like just pack the room at your funeral um, versus, you know, like the, the sad scene where there's uh, two family members and, and they're there for tax reasons. Um, you know, like, like that's the opposite. So I don't know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a religious person like at all. Um, I, I don't, you know, like there's no reason, like I'm not forced to like think that way. Um, I just, you know, I want to be on the right side of history and I want to, you know, I enjoy helping people and, and like seeing success in others, like getting people paid is absolutely one of my favorite things. Like when I can give somebody a big check, when I see somebody, you know, like able to like literally pay off their mortgage because, you know, we work together and I was able to, to advance them to that point like that, like fills me with nothing, but like, you know, that's, that's like the good feelings uh, of, of, of my work. Um, and I can expand that and I can expand it to, to as many people. Um, as I can. And I'm not going to, you know, like we're not trying to make a dent in the universe. I'm just like chipping away at the, the little, little fractional corner. Yeah. But it's interesting when you have your first employee that you're paying, mm-hmm. that is a massive shift in your, I think, maturation as a, as a, as a human, because even if you don't have kids, you become some sort of parent. Yeah. Right? Like now you're responsible. 
and also for the ups and the downs. And it's awesome when you see the ups, right? Like it's so cool. Yeah. And, and you know, like it's hard, like when that doesn't work out and unlike, you know, like unlike children, you can sever that relationship, right? Like, right. Of course, of course, of course. Um, and I suppose some people do that with their kids too. That's not, that's not how I live, but um, you know, like, like sometimes, you know, you make mistakes or it's just not a fit or, or, you know, this is business, right? Like if I'm not happy, um, that's really bad, like for long term, right? Like if I, I'm miserable at Egghead, that doesn't, that doesn't work. And, and um, you know, if, if we're both miserable, then, then who has to go and we have to make a tough decision. And, you know, like ultimately for, for this business, because of, of, of what it is that, you know, I, I have to be um, at least enjoy my job. Uh, so, you know, and that's important. And I want everybody to enjoy my job too. And every time that has happened, like I look back on it and I'm like, they ended up in a better place. We ended up in a better place. Like it's, you know, like it, it hurts at the time, but like, you know, you, everybody grows. And, and I think a lot of times cataclysm, like getting shook up really, um, will, will affect people in, in ultimately a positive way. Um, and that, that's been my experience in our business. It isn't always the case, but, uh, Ken, you've, uh, you've shifted around lifestyles a couple of times. Talk to me about your, like, I guess your, your mode of operation these days and where, where it's going. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, um, what's the best Ken Wheeler day that's ever happened or what's, what's the ideal Ken Wheeler day? Cause I, I find myself optimizing against what I like that as many of those days as, in a row as possible, you know, um, as far as programming is concerned, like actual raw coding and solving problems. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah, man. I do. I, I you know, just as, you know, I enjoy that the same way that I enjoy fucking with electronics, the same way I enjoy fucking with music. I like creating right? puzzles. Um, I uh, I do not, however, like the culture that uh, I guess comes along with programming, right? Like, so speaking about what's visibly there, right? Is I mean, to me, is like this fucking elitist hipster fucking Bay Area bullshit, right? And it's just this whole little fucking culture and everything. And I don't really like that. I I actively do not like that. Um, so for me, what I like to do, like, like my, one of my favorite things in the whole entire world, right? I don't want to be the best programmer. I want to be the the best programmer that people thought uh, couldn't be a good programmer, if that makes any sense, right? Like, okay. um, I like when people come up to me and they're like, hey, you know, I'm like a fuck up or I'm this or that. And, um, you know, thanks for, you know, I guess like being different and, you know, showing that, you know, you didn't have to be, you, you know, this this fucking dude from big bang theory looking motherfucker to <laughs> do you know what i mean like no you're the uh, anti-hero right like it's like you sh you shouldn't be as good at what you are yeah like, yeah, yeah, like yeah kind of weird to say that I, is that if that yeah, makes yeah. sense right like no, it shouldn't but like it's it's cool it's like that that book shouldn't be about that but what's funny is i'm not that much of an outlier really no so not at all like, when you actually look at like like when you when you strip away what's visible in the community Right. Like when you actually look at the actual general population of developers, most people are regular fucking normal people, right? Mm -hmm. From a variety of different backgrounds and shit like that. And um, a lot of them are, you know, they don't like that shit either. <laughs> you know, these fucking, these whole old bird fucking this and that. Um, they're not big fans of that. So um, that's one thing that I'm a big fan of. Also, I, I, I just really like music. That's really what I wanted to do. Um, so anytime I can do anything music. Is that no, the goal? <clears throat> the goal is to uh, make so much money that I can do whatever the fuck I want. To be honest, like that's, with you. music that's otherwise, cool. right? Like that's the yeah, like like you know, if if let's say like I did make enough, right? I mean, there's never enough, but 
you know, let's say I made enough, right. Where I could, you know, have complete freedom over what I would do. Uh, it would just be creating things and that doesn't necessarily have to be music. You know, a lot of it would be music, but you know, it's, it's, it's like anything else, right? Like I can't, I can't create too much of one thing or I'll be bored of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time when you, when you have a creative thing and then you turn it into work, it stops being fun. Totally. You know, yeah. like before, before that's the best way to ruin a fun hobby is to like, start like, like turn yeah, it into a work. job. Yeah. Cause a job's yeah. a job. Work is work. Yeah. Creating things is really fun. So, um, you know, hopefully one day I'll accrue enough fuck you money to just sit around and create things all day long and then go out to the mailbox and pick my check up. But in that's, the, yeah. that's the ideal, that's the ideal Ken Wheeler day. Wake up and fucking slug a fucking glass of whiskey. I mean, like in, in my head, it's like there's a bathrobe involved and definitely some slippers and you're kind of sliding out with a glass of whiskey in your hand and you're robe you're days, robe days. Right. I mean, that's largely what I do now. I'm, 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 I'm living pretty well right now. Yeah. That's you the work know? from home lifestyle. Right. Like, and, yeah. and, and to me, you know, it's like, and, and I, I agree with you so completely. Like, like I love the, like the puzzle aspect of, of this gig. Like when I get into a, a nice meaty code problem and I can just shut everything down and it's one of the easiest ways I've ever found in my life to like enter that flow state, right? Like you get into it and then you look up and six hours have gone by and you forgot lunch. Cause it was, it was just, it was just the best. Yeah. It was cool. Like it's just a neat problem and you stand up and you're like, <laughs> fuck you computer. Who's smart now? Uh, and that's a good day for me. But like that's like the purest, best part of it, right? When you when you lay on Hacker News and Twitter and fucking GitHub issues, it just fucking ruins you. So you know what? And this is a confession, because um, I think like a lot of that, it's a it's uh, it's almost like politics uh, in a way. And and it's like you get that in the office, you get that in the in the public sphere, um, and you get that that sort of uh, it's it's very kind of a uh, political vibe. Um, and that's an interesting puzzle too. And it's like the game, it's like a game of Thrones kind of, you know, totally like a fantasy thing, but like at the end of the day, like you get, you know, people violating for position and attention and, and, uh, like power moves and, and all that kind of stuff. And you get that. And I think, you know, like, it feels like, you know, like you strip that away and you have this really like fun puzzle solving job, but like, there's no way to avoid all that other shit, even if it's not something that you want to even participate in. Um, it's just kind of the way it is. And that like, uh, for better or worse, right? Like for f- some people that works out really well. And then for a lot of folks that just doesn't work out at all. And they just have to kind of live in this, this, this power structure where they, you know, like, like get, get pushed around and, and have to live in it. So it's yeah, a, like my, my favorite thing in the whole entire world is sitting in here, right? Which is like a six by eight room. It's a good room in a dark room by myself, right? Because I'm, because I'm, because I'm an introvert, really. You're a cave I, nerd. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, can, you know, can I, it be that dude in like, if, if you were, uh, you know, go prehist- prehistory right now, Ken would stay in the cave. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd stay in the cave. I'd come out of the cave, right? Because you know, there's you things the cave, you have you to do. Some shit, you get some food. You're going back in the cave, though. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you got to come out of the cave once in a while. You know, somebody's stepping on your turf, right? You got to go hit somebody with a club. You know, go around, throw some, throw some game down. You know what I mean? But you know, at the end, at the end of the day, you long for the cave, right? You want to just be yeah. in there, fucking rubbing sticks at the end of the day. And uh, yeah, yeah, if it was up to me, I'd sit in here. Like a lot of people, they're like. They're like, oh yeah, you work from home. You must be lonely. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not lonely. <laughs> like my yeah. favorite, god damn it, I fucking love sitting right in here and just fucking fucking with synthesizers and you know soldering shit together and shit like that. Like that's like that's the best so, it is. I don't know if I, I told Ken, but I don't think I told Joel that we're shutting down our office. We're going fully. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, good move. It's a, like bottom line move. It's probably a good like team move as long as you can still come together. I think people. Can I make a serious recommendation? Yeah, you're gonna yeah, want to buy a bidet. 
Oh, I have one. It's wonderful. Of course I want water. Yeah, Jared, if you, yeah, I'm just saying, if, you, if you're working from home, you're going to be spending a lot of time in sweatpants. Not a lot of that time is going to be with underwear. And if you want to extend the life of those sweatpants, you get like I have like eighty dollars sweatpants on right now. You know, I told you about the Uniqlo, the Uniqlo thing, the Uniqlo like that situation. But I was just saying, yes, I understand where you're. Yes, you're right. It's oh. a bio bidet, so they make a really wonderful product. Uh, all you need to do is install an outlet next to your your toilet. They're not a sponsor of this podcast, but I would highly recommend uh, the bio bidet. It, is that going to be your life. pick for the week? Because we should probably move on to picks. Yeah, I will never be a dirty paper boy for uh, the rest of my life. Hey, I don't even want to travel. Like I don't want to travel anymore unless it's to like France or wherever where the bidet is pretty common. Like I'm just like I I, I just I'm I'm out of that. Like that's I'm I'm in a post. I bring wipes boy. when traveling. Yeah. Those those are yeah they're horrible. Um, Dude, yeah, the only purchase was like Coopery and fucking baby wipes. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole thing about uh, Americans in there. They're pretty sure Croatia's one ply. The entire country is like yeah, yeah. They got it's like fucking cracked the paper a couple times. If if you're you're Croatian, I'm sorry. That was that was that was very mean. But I'm pretty sure the entire country has single ply toilet paper. Yeah, state mandated. Yeah. Um. But anyway, let's move on to picks, shout-outs, et cetera, of the tools, systems. Ken, I'm going to assume yours is Twitter. Uh, but Yeah, my, my, my pick this week is deleting Twitter. It was the best 48 hours of my life, and I'll leave it there. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Joel? Uh, so I read a book called Understanding by Design Meets Neuroscience. Um, I think uh, instructional design is what we're really talking about when we talk about user experience in a lot of cases versus the visual design. And Understanding by Design uh, Meets Neuroscience is like my current favorite intro to that topic and why our brains work the way they do. Uh, it's backed by white papers and they've actually done science on on top of this. It's really wonderful uh, and it's kind of like blown my my gourd, so to speak, uh, in terms of, of how I think and, and operate uh, on all levels. Okay, so I, so my pick for the week, uh, Joel mentioned this early in the podcast, but if you haven't checked out Amy's stuff, Stacking the Bricks, pretty fire fucking resource for learning yeah, how to write a ton of shit. So, yeah. so Joel and I were, were going back and forth about some landing page optimizations and A-B testing or whatever. Anyways, Joel posted out these links and I started getting deep on, on Joel's landing page hoopla. And uh, it's pretty fire. Anyway, uh, this woman, Amy, crushes it. Stackingthebricks.com. That's pick number one. Uh, so fire there. Uh, and then pick number two is, I'm going to self-promote here, is Formic 2. Oh yeah, it. it's good kit. So it's if we get through, through, good kit indeed. Formic two is coming, coming, coming hot and heavy. Uh, stay tuned for React Native EU. Nice. That's my that's my pick number two. So if we get two that's picks, uh, badass making users awesome by Kathy mm. Sierra is my other other choice. Which uh, we send a copy to every single instructor. Um, I got like fifteen of them on the shelf because I don't like to run out and I pass them out like hotcakes. Uh, that that is a very 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 good book. And if you're in the software field uh in any respect um you should read that book for result i read it this weekend and that prompted me on my joel hooks programming kind like book fiesta download yeah and i I post like i've I've been uh, lately when i read them i've been posting my little mini reviews on my my website um so joel how can people follow you get on your level 
what's how do they find you on the internet i fuck with twitter so jay hooks on twitter um uh, and then my and then my uh joelhooks.com and then the egghead.io is where i that's my like my primary like newsletter source so i send out a weekly weekly email there so if you just make an account there you'll get you'll get emails from me delightful emails thanks so much for coming on yeah thanks y'all yeah dude thanks for coming fucking insightful and real love that was a fucking dank episode i love it nice i try to talk my wife into naming our 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 little now toddler daughter dank she wouldn't allow it she wouldn't let it go (laughs) no she wouldn't yeah Yeah. Uh, my my daughter was supposed to be uh tyson danger wheeler oh my god Ken. Uh, it wasn't she wasn't a boy so well danger danger would be a pretty good one girl or boy i think that's a pretty good one well that's it yeah yeah, that works but the tyson the first name naming your kid danger is a ridiculous thing both of you (laughs) danger (laughs) dank danger it'd be fucking sick though we got there uh the middle name is pi p p i and i did not use the unicode symbol um i think that would have been fun we should name my kid an emoji to be the hundred emoji Uh, i think you can i think you can throw whatever you want on there get the uh Millennials digital suck. Yeah, you like you can type that in there now. Maybe I'll name my kid like the 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 flip over the table emoji. If I have yeah. a son, his name is going to be Ghost Emoji. You're going to pronounce it Ghost yeah. Emoji. Ghost Emoji yeah. Wheeler. It's <laughs> good. Right, You're to be a star. All right, folks. For the Undefined Podcast, I'm Jared Palmer, and I'm Ken Wheeler. Fuck you guys. <laughs>